Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited to introduce you to my guest today, Lindsay Roganbuck. And in full disclosure, I have known Lindsay her entire life. I'm older than her, but I have known her since she was born. Our parents are family best friends, and so we have a long history together. But it's been a while since we chatted, and I'm not even sure when the last time we saw each other in person is, so we'll have to change that. But Lindsay is a stay-at-home mom who always knew she was meant for more, and she wanted to be there for her kids under six years old, two of them, and wanted to have an opportunity to bring in additional income to help support her family. And she learned to do that organically through sharing what she loved and building a community of over 1 million people on all social media platforms, 1 million. And that ultimately led to a business she never dreamed of. And I just love Lindsay. First of all, connecting again. I'm so excited to dive into this. And thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us, how did you end up having a million followers? And how did this even begin? Okay, well, to give a little background, I basically never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was one of those, <laughs> went to college, um, took, you know, all the courses, nothing really was sitting right, ended up getting a degree in advertising, and just wasn't really loving any of the things I got into. I was an account manager for a long time. I was in account management. Um, I actually switched over to like, I was working at a an after school program for a long time. I was a photographer. I kind of like played around with everything. And then ultimately, I always kind of knew that I wanted to be, I guess, a stay at home mom. I always knew I wanted to be at home with my kids. Once I finally settled down and had a family, my mom was always a stay at home mom with me. And I loved that. And I loved that she got to be there for us. So that was kind of always my hope. And as it turned out, when the time came, I was I was actually able to stay at home with my kids, which I loved. Um, but I always knew that I kind of felt like I was meant to be doing more. Like I just felt like there wasn't something being fulfilled and I could be doing something else to be bringing in an additional income, but I didn't know what that was yet. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, this was back, um, gosh, I think my daughter was born in 2016. And back then a lot like social selling started to become popular, like on Facebook with all the different, you know, LuLaRoe was popular back then. And mm-hmm. I think my sister-in-law was was toying around with that for a while. And I was like, you know, that's something that like I could do from home while I still was with my kids. So I got into network marketing for a little bit and really didn't see a ton of success with it, I guess. Um, you know, I put in a lot of work. I'm a hard mm-hmm. worker. I did all the things, but I felt like I was just not bringing in the money that I thought I would and wasn't really my thing. So I kind of switched gears and just started sharing on Instagram and social media, like the things that I was buying and liking, you know, 
specifically on Amazon and, you know, Target, Old Navy and things like that. And I was just kind of organically being myself, sharing, showing consistently, showing up every day. And it wasn't until, um, let's see, I was on Instagram and Facebook. I started sharing live. I started doing lives where I kind of had this scene where I would do, um, gosh, what was it called? Friday faves. I shared my Friday faves. Every Friday I would share like five or so things that I was loving. And like my audience started to grow and were loving my Friday faves. And so obviously, you know, I don't know if you're aware, you can join the Amazon associate program or the Amazon influencer program. So then the things I was sharing, um, I was starting to get, you know, a small commission for. Mm -hmm. And at first it was just like extra, you know, it was just nice. It was extra side money to have to like, you know, go shopping with or whatever. And then it wasn't until I joined TikTok. This was like way kind of like right before the pandemic happened. Um, wasn't it like musically at first? Yeah. I, and then it became TikTok. Yeah. Like right around yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it as musically. I had heard of musically. I didn't realize it was that until later on. But um, yeah, it wasn't until I joined TikTok. I, I happened to get an email come across my inbox that was talking about like, if you want to grow your business exponentially fast, get on TikTok, like nobody's on it right now, but it's going to blow up. And I was like, huh, you know, that that could be something. So I hopped on. And of course, like when everybody hops on, like, especially back in the day, all they say are like people dancing and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this app? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I started just sharing all of my Amazon finds and well, back that up. I guess I should say I started sharing a bunch of total random stuff at first. (laughs) Like I was sharing, um, you know, my kids in the beginning, like Emmett was hugely popular back then. He was the cutest little baby. Everybody loves the babies and just random stuff. But then I noticed as I started sharing more of my Amazon finds, um, those videos would just blow up. They would go viral like every time. And I was like, huh. And I noticed because I would, you know, associate my affiliate links to them that my sales would go up. And then I started, you know, bringing in more and more money. And then I'm like, wait a minute, there's something to this. So I really, um, I think it was, I'm trying to think when, probably during the pandemic, kind of when TikTok really blew up and everybody was starting to hop on it. I really kind of doubled down and looked at it more of like a business Mm -hmm. and just, I was posting at least two videos a day and I just saw my, my audience like just explode. I think I gained like 700,000 followers in that first year and it was just skyrocketed. I couldn't believe it. And so that's kind of what I guess I sort of accidentally stumbled into this career, I guess you could say, um, because it's just opened up like so many doors for me that I never like would have dreamed possible. And here I am. It's just been kind of a crazy ride. Yeah. And you made a lot of money doing it too. Oh yeah. You yeah. Made, it's definitely. I mean, yeah. It's you're definitely crazy. making a full-time <laughs> plus salary. Yeah. I would say I've like tripled any of my previous salaries in like the working world. So it's yeah. kind of cool because I can do it all from my couch and you know, have the flexibility to be there for my kids still. And, you know, it's, it's basically all, all you want to put into it. Like if I want to take a week off and go on vacation, I can plan for that and do that. And it's just nice to have that flexibility. Yeah. And I love your videos. 
because I think a lot of people are afraid of like putting their face on camera and you do do that. But a lot of your videos are just of the thing that you're promoing. Like I always think about the chopper where you're chopping onions <laughs> with that green thing and you're not all you see is your hands and you chopping. And so I just love that you're able to do it and share the products that you love and you can tell you're really in your kitchen and really using the products. You're not just like, Oh, you should get this product that I never bought. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because in the beginning I was literally just scouring my house for random things that I knew were available on Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, like whether it was like a, trying to think like an apple peeler or an apple like slicer. I'm like, wait, I can share that. And it's the funniest things that like, you never know what people are going to buy or that will go viral. One of my most popular videos and top sellers is like this silicone toilet brush. What? (laughs) Like I never in a million years would have thought, okay, I'm going to make a video about a toilet brush and it's going to go viral and tons of people are going to buy it. And it's like, it's just the strangest thing. But there's like a need for everything and you just never know what people are going to be shopping for or what they have a need for. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. I, I I just kind of share a little bit of everything. And a lot of it comes from like, okay, what has helped me out in my life? Like mm-hmm. I'm a mom of two little kids under six. So in the beginning, I was sharing a lot of baby stuff or toddler things that helped me as a mom because like, you know, you get no sleep and Mm -hmm. you have no time. So like things that would help time save or like be like a anything that would help me out as a busy mom, I would share things like that or like, you know, things that might help you meal prep. So I always try and think of like, what is my audience looking for that will help improve their quality of life, I guess, yeah, (laughs) or just make them happy. (laughs) Whether it's, you know, fashion or clothing items, like comfortable clothing for the season. I I was trying to put myself in their minds and then just think about what they'd be shopping for. I love it. And I know you share about those popsicle things that you make for your kids, those popsicle (laughs) sleeves and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, where does she come up with this stuff? But it makes sense because it's all about what you're using in your life and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of it is kind of on the fly, too. Like, yeah, the other day on Instagram, I was making those popsicles (laughs) for my daughter. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share these. I share those all the time. Like somebody might need these. You never know. And then sure enough, I'll get like messages in my DMs like, where's the link for that? I need that. So it just it's nice because it goes to show like the things I'm doing and the effort I'm putting into it, it's being appreciated. So it's yeah. Nice. So we talk all things goals on this show. And I want to go back to something you said about growing up. And I one of the things I is my pet peeve. I don't like when people ask children what they want to be. Because I remember way back when when somebody asked. Um, my brother and I, what we wanted to be. And Mike, my brother, Mike came out with a garbage man. He wanted to be a garbage man, but more specifically, he wanted to be a garbage man in the city of Chicago. (laughs) And the adult in the life at the time said, well, you don't want to do that. Like you'll be dirty and it's cold and like, they don't make any money. And so like, instantly suck the life out of his dream and like he's like five like how is he supposed to know what he wants to do for the rest of his life at that point and you talked about how you didn't know 
what you wanted to be. And in reality, the only reason he wanted to be a garbage man is because he thought it would be fun to jump up, off and on the truck. Like that was it. That was his true dream. He didn't even (laughs) want to touch the garbage. He just wanted to jump on and off the truck and ride on the back hanging on. I can Um, see why that would be fun. Yeah, I think that would be a great, great idea. And so I know that you never had this as you're like, I want to be this when I grow up, but you found yourself here. So a lot of people have these goals or may not even know they have these goals. Like what advice would you give to them when they're trying to figure out what they want to do? Because that's kind of been your journey. Okay, this is a great question because Yeah, like I said, growing up and even all the way through college and beyond college, I just never really knew what I wanted to do. I never like nothing sounded like, yes, that's my goal. That's what I'm shooting for. And the only thing I do feel like I always stayed true to myself in that I've always been a super creative person. Like art was my favorite subject growing up as a kid. Um, I loved taking art classes, like took all the art classes in high school. And then even like in college, I took a lot of, I think that's kind of why I went into advertising because I took a lot of graphic design classes because Mm. I loved to design on the computer. And then even my first job out of college, I was, um, it was part account management, part web design. So I was still doing, I was still using that like I had an outlet for something that I could be able to do creatively. And, you know, even when I went into photography, it was still a creative outlet for me. So I feel like I was always kind of like riding that line of like trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out what I wanted to do, but still have some sort of creative like capacity to do it in and like an outlet. And so what I love about where I ended up or where I stumbled into with this job is that I get to still do um, a lot of creative things graphically. Like I do a lot of things in Canva with creating like collages for things I'm putting in stories. Um, I create my own newsletter so that I design myself. You know, I I have a website that I, you know, quote unquote designed. A lot of them are templates now. (laughs) Yeah. But I still get that outlet where I get to do things creatively and graphically. And I don't know, I'm just a very visual person. So I love getting to do that aspect of this. And I think a big part, I well, this this is interesting because um, so back when I didn't know what I wanted to do and I was in account management, um, when I took the job, I met a girl who um, moved over. She was I'm one of my best friends now. She worked with me. She moved over to another job and a job opened up there doing another, it was the same account management, like another account management position. So I kind of went down that path. Didn't love it at all. I loved the place I worked with at the time and I loved the people, but I did not love what I was doing and ended up at another place um, doing account management. And then it wasn't until my brother died, um, he actually had a similar path where he was doing accounting for a long time, like was good at it, but didn't love it. And then he ended up quitting his job, moved to Vegas for a while, (laughs) kind of just did his own thing and then kind of settled on. He ended up working for Stats Inc. and doing like statistical, like stuff for sports. He's huge sports fan and ended up loving his job, like absolutely loved it. And even though, you know, he probably didn't make as much doing what he was doing, but he was on a great path, on a great career path, doing something that he loved. And I think when he died, that left such an impact on me that I just was like, I remember sitting at my desk 
right after it was like they gave me like three days bereavement time which was horrible and I remember sitting at my desk thinking what am I doing here I hate this job I don't like it here and all I could think about was my brother Mike who picked up and left his whole career and started over and I think he was an intern there to start making Mm. nothing and I was like you know what especially after my brother died was like life is too short you need to follow like your heart Mm -hmm. and just go with what makes you happy. And so I ended up getting laid off from that job. No surprise. (laughs) You were like, thank you. (laughs) I was like, I remember calling my mom. I was like, the best thing happened today. (laughs) I was like, not only do I get, what is it called when you get laid off? Severance. I was like, I get severance, but I don't have to work here. And now I can go find out, like find my dream job. So it ended up being like a blessing in disguise because all I could think about was like my brother and like how he, you know, went for it. And so that like led me on a completely different path. So this is like totally long story short, but I would say follow your heart, follow what your passion is and makes you happy. And it like accidentally kind of, and like I landed up here doing, doing a career I never even knew existed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I love. And like, I wake up every day excited to do what I do. I love sharing all the content I get to create. I love getting to do all the creative things and be able to use my artistic ability and stuff. So it all ended up working out. And that would be, I guess, the long, like, like, long story short, just follow your heart. And like, if something is, you know, if you're passionate enough about something, Mm -hmm and just follow that and you'll be happier in the long run I think yeah and I love the (laughs) exploratory theme too you know and my listeners know that my brother also passed away at a young age and was also named Mike and one of the things that I've talked about on the show is that he he asked me to make him a promise um, when because he he was he had leukemia. So his journey was a little differently. But he said, experience everything. And I think that's a real lesson, too, is when you don't know what you want to do, like just go try on a lot of different things. And I know you were a wedding photographer, too. So that creative. Yeah. What are you doing photography for a while? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that creative. Yeah. Uh, outlet and trying on things really helps you realize what what do you like and what don't you like that company you were working for you loved all the people but you didn't like what you were doing and so I think it's about trying on those different things and then sometimes you'll stumble Mm -hmm. on something you didn't even know was going to be your thing and I bet you there's kids Mm -hmm. out there these days though now that there are five years old and they'll say I want to be an Amazon influencer, whatever, whatever your job title is called. What do you call your job title? <laughs> Funny enough, my daughter says that she goes because I do a lot of yeah, I guess I'm an Amazon influencer or an influence social media influencer. And I do a lot of Amazon lives and she'll watch me do the lives and everything. And it's funny because kids are always watching. They're always taking everything in. And she's actually said that to me before. She's like, Mom, when I grow up, I want to be an Amazon liver. Oh, <laughs> she's also said artist you know so she's definitely got that creative side of her too so who knows we'll see where she ends up yeah they say now that a lot of kids want to be youtubers like that's a big that's a big job title that people want to be so I can see that she she definitely watches a lot of kids shows on youtube or I could see where that would be a thing yeah one of my (laughs) friends 
kids who she's grown now. She'd probably kill me if I said this about her. But when she was a kid, somehow she got onto this YouTube channel watching kids unbox like things. And so she always yep. said <laughs> that she wanted to grow up and be an unboxer. <laughs> That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. But she would watch them open yeah, like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's like giant eggs and they just pull out toys and they that can entertain them for hours. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, YouTubers make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Cool. Right. Uh, I think you've changed a lot of lives too, because I think about this year, you have two videos I want to bring up because I know one is going to come around coming soon, but one just happened and it's the how to carve a pumpkin video. Mm-hmm. You changed my life on that one because <laughs> I have been struggling with those tops falling in pumpkins for years. Tell everybody yeah. a little bit about that video and how that came about. So, okay. So part of my whole, I guess, niche or niche or whatever you want to call it, I guess, is I not only do I share a lot of Amazon products or things that I, you know, I'm shopping for, but I also love to share a lot of life hacks. And that was another thing when I first started on TikTok, all the life hacks. Anytime I shared like a hack or like a, a trip, um, tip, tip of any kind, those would always go viral too. So I started a little series, like a life hack series. And I think it was a, like three years ago now, um, around Halloween, I was just Googling like Halloween hacks, ha- like pumpkin hacks. And I came across, um, that hack where, you know, you can cut the, the pumpkin on the bottom instead of the top and it's supposed to help your pumpkin last longer because it keeps the moisture in better I guess and then your top's not falling in and so all I did was like recreate that hack and again like just threw it up in a 30 second video and every year I post that video and it always goes viral and so many people are just like DMing me like thank you so much for this hack so it's fun because I like you know around Christmas time I'll I share a lot of um Christmas that's the other video yeah. Christmas wrapping and those video. always go viral too. I've actually a couple of those now have been on um like news stations and stuff. So it's been fun. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to get into those again this year too, because those are always fun. Yeah. The wrapping the make your own gift bag one, I think, is one that is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are always fun. I don't know what it is. And a lot of the videos that I'll do, I'll like it's videos that I tend to like end up watching nonstop myself. Like mm-hmm. when I first started, I found myself on TikTok just watching Amazon videos for like an hour. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I got to go yeah. to bed. And the same thing with like recipe videos or a lot of those like the wrapping ones or like the hacks. Like, so if I feel like I'm watching those on for hours on end, then it's probably something that other people would be interested in too. And that's what I've found is like, if you find something that people are resonating with and your videos are going viral, then it's probably something that people need. Like they need that, mm-hmm. they need that help or they need that hack. And so I just try and recreate more of it. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody wanted to get into doing what you are doing, how would they go about doing that? What's the best way to get started? I would say just, I know this is like easier said than done, but I would say just start because honestly, when I first started, I didn't know what I was doing. I just showed, the one thing I would say is important is if you want to 
I guess, become an influencer, show up consistently every single day. Um, maybe you can't spend a, a ton of time on it in the beginning because, you know, maybe you have another job or you have kids or whatnot. But as long as you're being consistent and just sharing organically, like being yourself, be true to yourself, um, just share organically what you're doing throughout your day and mm -hmm. like the products you're using, um, it'll just start to kind of snowball. Like you'll notice it, it's definitely mm -hmm. going to, it's not like, like I said, easier said than done. It's going to take a little of like getting used to. And especially I know a lot of people don't like being on camera at first. But like, you know, like you were saying, if you're doing videos, like if you're going to do reels or TikToks, you don't have to be in those videos. You can just show, you know, what's going on around you or show yourself using a product. And then it'll just kind of get easier as you do it. I feel like you just kind of have to jump in, get used to it. Um, you know, I know when I first started doing lives, I was doing them on Facebook just for like my friends, you know, however many followers you have on Facebook. But I would do them like every Friday. And so I just started getting more and more comfortable doing it. It just kind of became like natural to me. And then Amazon actually reached out to me because I was in their Amazon, you know, their associates program and their influencer program. And the Amazon Live team reached out to me and was like, hey, would you be interested in joining our, joining our Amazon Live program? And I was like, absolutely, because I'm already doing lives on Facebook. Yeah. So for me to make that transition it just was super natural to me and I jumped right in and went running with it. So, you know, I would just say the more you do it and the more you kind of get yourself comfortable with being on camera, the easier it'll get. And then more and more doors will start opening for you. Yeah. I love it. Now, uh, when this episode comes out, it'll be the day before black Friday, which is like your super bowl. What yeah. should people be looking for? What could they expect? And how's the best way to take advantage of those deals? Oh my gosh. So Black Friday, we've been prepping for the, like you said, it's like the Super Bowl. So as an Amazon influencer, we start super early on prepping for this. So I'm already looking at all the deals and stuff now for Black Friday. So um I would say um as far as what you want to see or how to like stay in touch with me to to be able to get access to those deals. The best place you could reach me at is um, follow my social media handles. So I'm just at Lindsay Roganbuck on both Instagram and TikTok. And then my website is lindsayroganbuck.com. And I usually put out um, like an ultimate holiday shopping guide list or like a blog post prior to Black Friday that'll have tons of gift guides on there. Um, it's like a whole like shoppable experience. So I definitely try it. This is like my busiest time of year. So I will be, I'm pushing out content on like all the platforms. So you'll see videos on TikTok. Um, I have like a gift guide section that I just started up, um, a gift guide, little highlight reel on my Instagram. Um, and also you can sign up for my newsletter, which I can give you the link for if you want. I don't know. Yeah. There's we'll a way to get that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So yeah. you can sign up for my newsletter so that I'll have a newsletter going out first thing, um, Black Friday with all my favorite deals. So yeah, there's tons, tons of ways you're going to be able to get deals. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to share. There's some really good ones this year. Yeah. And I love Black Friday. I did some research because somebody was asking me what Black Friday is. And historically, this is when businesses have gone from being in the red 
to in the black. And so they started pushing out these deals years ago to really accelerate that process of becoming, you know, in getting in the black at that time. And now it's like taken on its own thing. So now we have Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving in the U.S. I know I have some international listeners and they're always asking me, why is it that day? And historically, people had that day off. So back in the day, stores would produce a catalog of the Black Friday deals. And because a lot of the workforce was off, this wasn't this online shopping thing. People, the stores would open at like midnight and people would flock to the stores. People still do do that. But many of the major real uh, retailers have gone where they're not doing Black Friday in store. They're only doing online to give their employees off. But so that's what happened is that people were off because that historically was what happened. And then they flooded the stores on Black Friday and then the stores saw a big increase in their revenue. But now we have Saturday is Small Business Saturday. We have Cyber Monday where historically then people went back to work and started <laughs> shopping online. And then we also have Giving Tuesday, which is for nonprofits. So don't spend all your money on the weekend and give on Tuesday or give early. But it's it's a big weekend uh, for a lot of businesses, not only in the U.S., but worldwide, which I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and now they're even starting earlier. I know Amazon already has early Black Friday deals going on, like, now. It's crazy how yeah. early they start. I think Target does, too, Walmart. Yeah. And definitely, you know, start shopping early because of, you know, shipping. I know the past couple of years we've had some issues with the post office and shipping and other shipping carriers. And you want to get everything in for the holidays and all that fun stuff. So super excited about Black Friday. Can't wait to see your deals. As Lindsay mentioned, we'll drop in the show notes how you can get on her newsletter. I know she's on TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest and all the things. And I'm very excited about the gift wrapping gift bag thing because I'll need a I'll need a refresher for the year. Yeah. I'll have to come up with some new wrapping hacks this year for sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? No, I I think that was about it. I would just say, you know, follow your heart if you're looking to get into this. And, you know, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And remember, bold goal crushers, you can set and crush your goals without letting life get in the way. So you truly can have the freedom that you need and deserve. So let's get started. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word GOAL. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.